Hello and welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 21. 21, fully legal. We can drink <laughs> we and sh- die we sh- and we everything. Shouldn't. There's nothing to look forward to after this. Well, I think uh, car, we car can rent rentals cars but, uh, at 25. Yeah. But is that really a thing anyone cares about? I mean, is that a big like life goal? Oh, I can rent a car now. You know, it, it was problematic for me one time, actually, when I was like 22, I wanted to rent a car and couldn't. So, oh. Oh, okay. but now, but now, no, now there's nothing. Yeah. Now it's now like, just... I would kill to be 21 again. Yeah. So congratulations to our podcast. These are the golden years podcast. Enjoy them. So what's new, man? Anything exciting to talk about before we get into? Uh, actually, yes. They just unveiled the new lineup and the release date for Disney plus. Disney's ultimate streaming service. It's supposed to stick it to Netflix. Okay, what's going to be on it? A whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. And right there, I got to get it. No, don't you. Don't you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I, I love that stuff, too. Uh-uh. too. No, you don't. Not, not like you. Not but. like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm already like, well, it looks like I'm getting this. I don't, but here's the thing. I got to get it for two reasons. I want to get it, right? And we got to do it for the show. So I'll yeah. make the sacrifice of getting Disney Plus it's going to start and share streaming. your password with me. Yeah. Start streaming November 12th. And there's a bunch of Marvel shows. Then of course, a bunch of Disney kids crap that I don't give any shits about. You like know, Mickey Mouse house club. And I whatever. don't know who I, I don't even know. Look at it. There's going to be a bunch. Like I said, a bunch of star Wars shows, a bunch of Marvel shows, all the Simpsons episodes will be on there. Oh, because the Fox, they have all the right, Fox. Stuff. Right. So, so family I, I guy. Yeah. No, not family guy. Just the Simpsons. Family Guy is going to stay on Hulu. Well, we'll find out November, what, 12th? November 12th. And then, uh, you know, they'll keep doling out stuff as it, you know, expands. But uh, that's the big news. The Mandalorian, that's the Star Wars show that I, like, I can't wait for. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm not going to go down the road of Star Wars nerddom right now. I could. Believe me, I'm reviewing that. Okay. Finally, this is the one thing I'm looking forward to. That and the Dark Crystal, by the way, Dark Crystal will be released November, November. Oh my God, I got November. August 30th. The months mean nothing to me anymore. Nope. August 30th, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. I'm definitely going to be doing that. So that and the Mandalorian are probably the two biggest things I'm looking forward to before the end of the year. What do you got? Let's get going. All right, let's get going. Very popular show on Netflix. Its first season was in 2017. Season two came out uh, last weekend. I watched all of it in about four days. This is Mind Hunter. Mm-hmm. Now, this is about two cops uh, back in the 70s who started studying and interviewing serial killers in order to understand the profile so that they could solve other murder cases. And it was a, a department in the FBI. A lot of people thought it was hooey. They interviewed people like uh, Charles Manson and the BTK guy and all this stuff. It's a show about psychologically profiling serial killers. It almost can't help but be interesting. I know a lot of people that love this show. Yeah. You got to do Mindhunter. And I said, Joe's going to do it. And they're like, "Uh, you need to do it too. And I'm like, I ain't got the time. So I'm I'm letting you take point on this. But I do want to watch this show. 
Yeah, well, you should. It's and it is a big commitment. Uh, season one was ten one-hour episodes. Season two was nine one-hour episodes. Um, and David Fincher still executive produces it. Yeah, and so David Fincher, uh, if people aren't familiar, somehow the movie The Social Network, the show House of Cards, and of course your favorite show, Love, Death, and Robots. Yes. So love it. Yeah, he's gotten around. Death and, it. It's got his stamp all over it. If you remember the look and feel of, of Seven. Yeah, I was thinking more of the social network. It's a lot okay. of like down lighting and the, a lot of it's shot outside at night. But somehow he, it, it really looks good. I, I wish I could figure out how he shoots stuff outside at night with like no artificial lighting. It really looks cool. But it's got his stamp all over it. The thing that... I didn't like about the first couple episodes that it seemed like it went away was unmotivated score. Uh, bothers me a lot. Uh, there'll be a scene where two guys are sitting in an office talking and it sounds like uh, Skrillex is sitting behind them playing the didgeridoo. Uh. You don't need that. And Woody Allen does it too. And there's two people walking on the beach and there's jazz uh, piano playing. It's like, there's no, I mean, it takes me out of it, but for whatever reason, that went away, and there's, like, natural score. Uh, Wait, was that happening in season one or the beginning of season two when it went away? I don't remember who scored season one. So you're you're complaining about season two here. The first couple episodes. Of season two. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then it went away. Gotcha. So this show's gory. I mean, it's not like you don't see anybody get killed, but there's pictures and there's discussion of um, some pretty gruesome stuff. So it's not something you want to watch while you're eating lasagna, but uh, it's good. It's cerebral. It's interesting. Who's in it? Not really anyone that I had heard of before. So Jonathan Groff plays Holden Ford and Holt McCallany plays Bill Tench. They're the two detectives, the grizzled veteran and the uh, uh, enthusiastic rookie, right? Which is a total trope, right? but we're so used to seeing it. It's like, of course, that's the pair is this ba- based on two real dudes or are they taking liberty they're with taking it? quite a bit of liberty okay i mean this department existed these were not specific actual people oh okay we're not taking like the guy who did it and we've changed the names to protect the innocent here what do you mean did dragnet no oh like, you know, the names have just, been changed to protect the innocent yeah, right just, just the facts ma'am yeah did i just hear my name do i need to check something no, these Holden Ford and Bill Tench, as far as I know, were not actual FBI guys. But, okay. But this department was real and this project cool. was real. See, you do need me. The two main characters are based on real people. They are FBI agents Johnny Douglas, who co-authored the book that the show is based on, and Robert K. Ressler, who was his partner. Anna Torv is in it. She actually has a really interesting character arc, and she kind of disappears for like, two of the last three episodes which is weird now she was on that supernatural show we discussed a while ago the jj abrams one what? cloverfield no no lost no the one on fox i don't know what you're talking about i believe you but i don't remember oh my god it was fringe here's what you need to know about this show the two cops are going around interviewing serial killers in jail it's familiar you know it's well done but it's familiar the people who shine, I think, in this series are the actors who play the serial killers because they're very complex and in a way you kind of root for them. It, it's very weird. It's very Sopranos-ish where you're like, wait, I'm rooting for the bad guy? 
so the serial killers relate their stories and then we get like flashbacks or, or like recreations of their what they're saying or they just tell the story it's it's hard to explain and I don't I don't want to get okay. too far into the specifics okay. okay no problem it's super well done all right now there's one I don't really want to get into plot but there's one kind of sideline story where something kind of ironic develops that goes a little too far like a little too unlikely mm-hmm it's a good idea, but it, they just went too far with it. And that happens around the middle of the uh, series. And if you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's great. It looks cool. It sounds cool. The acting is great. I definitely want to watch this. It's one of those shows that's been on the back burner. And I was going to get to it, but then season two came up and I was like, I ain't got time to do one and two to get this out. But definitely something that I want to check out. And I, like yeah. I said, many, many people have been like, Mindhunter, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People recommended it to me, too. And I said, uh, I already watched it. And they're like, well, it just came out Friday. Like, oh, I have no life. So that's my job. Yeah. My, my job j- is having no life. That's why I make the big bucks, man. Yeah. Anyway, it's obviously a binge. You got to watch season one. I th- well, I guess you don't have to because it's it's totally separate storyline. Yeah. But don't you want to see where the characters are coming from? Yeah. The relate, you know, know their relationship. Yeah, get get into it. Get into season one. You're looking at 19 hours, so uh, watch it on an intercontinental flight or something, but uh, you'll knock it out pretty quick. It's good. It's a binge. Cool. All right, my turn. Demo's turn. Yay. I have a show that is also immensely popular. It wins all these awards. Everybody loves it. It's another show. It's like, Demo, Fleabag, Fleabag. Fleabag, I get that all the time. Fleabag. Oh, they're calling you that probably. Yeah, they're yeah, calling me that. And I'm like, 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 no, the show. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> it is an Amazon Prime, not an Amazon Prime original. It's originally from the BBC, but Amazon started playing it right around the same time as the BBC did. So it was kind of a co-production. This is Phoebe Waller-Bridge's baby. It's her creation. She's the star. She's the writer. She's the everything. Now, this whole show comes down to one thing and one thing only. Do you like her or is she annoying? And for me, I'm going to say it, I found her insanely annoying. (laughs) This show is up this year for best uh, outstanding comedy, outstanding lead actress, two supporting actress parts, writing and directing. So it's got nominations for Emmys out the wazoo. And here's what's great about it. I will say this. It's two seasons, only six episodes, and every episode is only about 25 minutes. So you can fly through this thing in just under six hours. It's super easy to watch. It's not a big commitment. But like I said, if you're annoyed by her, you can't watch this show because it's all her and she's super quirky, and she's she's crude, she's a sex-obsessed, angry, depressed, almost manic. I, she's not a pleasant character to be around. And the big thing, the big gimmick of the show is she's constantly breaking the fourth wall. Oh. And that's her thing. I mean, every 30 seconds, she's either looking at the camera or talking to the camera. So much so that even Ferris Bueller would be like, you know what? Take the day off. <laughs> Good one. You know, uh, I don't like that device. I don't like that gimmick. Then you're out. Well, because this is the device. Hold on. I usually 
don't like that. Obviously in things like the office, it works great. I especially don't like it in this show, which I watched about half an episode of, and I couldn't take it anymore. This show is shot in anamorphic aspect ratio. It is. Meaning it looks like you're, uh, what's the Watching outer the space? What's the outer space one you like? It's shot like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah it's, it's shot like Star Wars, but it's the office type of. The aspect ratio is like for an epic and it's not an yeah. epic show. Yeah. But I know I'm I'm in the minority on this. It is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You're kidding. The critics are 100% in love with this, and the audience score is 92%. Wow. And like I said, everyone's, oh, you're going to love Fleabag. You're going to love it. I originally started watching this with my girlfriend, and we got 10 minutes in, and she pulled the plug on it. I like her. I've always said that. Right. I know you love my girlfriend. I love her too. <laughs> and uh, she was like, I can't do it, babe. I cannot keep, when she keeps looking back at the camera, talking to the camera, it just, it took her out of it. So I was like, okay, fine. So I'll watch it on my own. So then I picked it up. I did the whole thing in a day. Wow. I, I woke up early and I'm like, all right, let's just do it all. And it, it moves. And by the end, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It's got some great performances <laughs> in it. I'm just saying, okay. you know, it also stars... Brett Gelman. Yep. From Lemon and from the last season of Stranger Things. He's hilarious. He's kind of an asshole in this too. He's a real jerk. There's a lot of jerks on this show, but it also has Olivia Coleman, this year's Oscar winner for Best Actress for The Favorite. Did you see The Favorite? Yeah. I, I hated that movie. I hated The I, Favorite. I did too. I thought it was pretentious crap with yeah. a, with an ending that was so like, eh, whatever. Anyway, Olivia Coleman is in it and... She's really good. She's an outstanding actress. I'm not coming down on her. I'm just coming down on the favorite. I hated that. But she's really good in this. Good performances. But like I said, if if she annoys you, if Phoebe annoys you, now my first interaction with her, she played Lando Calrissian's droid in the Han Solo spinoff. And I know you didn't see that. I did, actually. You did? Yeah, of course. Yeah, she plays the the droid that, you know, you're supposed to think like Lando like hooks up with it or something. Oh, no, I was asleep during that part. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> that movie's garbage, too. Don't let, oh, God, not Solo. It was okay. Yeah. But anyway, I found that character annoying. So if you found the droid in Solo annoying, how about six hours of that? That is Fleabag. Look, I'm going to say it's a purge, even though I know the entire world thinks it's a binge. I get that. At the end of the day, I don't like her. She's a little too much for me. And I thought the character itself was just too crude. She's the type of person that would just like come up and fart in your face and laugh about it. Go, oh, was that me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Steve Urkel. Yeah, I, I, was that I, I, Steve was Urkel that impression? Me? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, but in a British way. Okay. In a, in <laughs> a British Steve Urkel. Yes, British, yeah. I always she thought just, Urkel was British, yeah, but apparently he was not. Yeah, no, no. Okay. <laughs> You know what? It's tough because I almost was going to say binge it. I would say binge it because you can. it's an easy watch. It's such a minimal commitment. Like I said, you can do it in a day, two days, and it's not coming back. This is it. <laughs> She's done. She goes, it's over. Two seasons. Everybody goes, oh, flea bag. Season three, where are you? We need a flea bag. Season three. And she's like, no, it's done. I want to move on. Okay. This woman is very talented. She's not my cup of tea. What can I say? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say Purge Seasons 1 and Seasons 2 of Fleabag on Amazon Prime. I agree with you based on the half an episode I watched because 
it is one of those shows that is crude because they think it's clever and edgy. Now I've taken a lot of screenwriting classes and like different writing classes. And there's always someone who has uh, the same opening scene that this series had, which is just a filthy sex act, fully nude. And it's like, wow, this is edgy. It's like, now it's lazy. Well, I mean, the opening is her taking it in the rear. Yeah. You know, I was, so I was trying yeah. not well, to describe just, what was, well, happening. I mean, you know, I will say one thing that upsets me. Like, I know everybody loves this except me. Well, I know you, but, and my girlfriend. Well, I guess what are you going to say right now? <laughs> I, I just, I'm just saying I hate, I hate being on the outs. I like being with, you know, the majority. Oh. And I, and I, and I no. really wanted to like it and be like, yes, everybody, I'm with you. Fleabag, awesome. But I got to stick to my guns. And it just overall didn't work for me, primarily because of her performance. I'm not coming down on her writing or the directing. I just thought I, I didn't want to be around her. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess that uh, Jess loves this show. You guessed right. I absolutely love Fleabag. Super cool. It's hilarious. It's raw. It's raunchy. And Phoebe is amazing. Uh, let's talk for a minute about one of our first sponsors, iways.com. Ah, uh, yes. Iways. E-Y-E-W-A-Y-S. Now, there are a lot of places online where you can buy prescription glasses. This is kind of a new thing, but there's there's not a lot. There's a couple dozen, maybe. Uh, some of them are really cheap, and uh, they're crap. Some of them are overpriced, and they're crap. Uh, but at iways.com, $59 gets you a quality pair of prescription glasses dispensed right here in Los Angeles by a licensed optician. Question. Yes, Demo. Let's say I have a prescription. Mm-hmm. Can I go through the website with my prescription and get them, or do I have to go to the iways doctor? No, you just uh, you attach it as a as a thing, or you take a picture with your camera, like uh, a PDF, and send it yeah. in. Or you can just check a little box and say, "Here's my doctor's number. Give him a call. He'll send it to him." Oh, cool! It's very it's very user friendly, um, and it's good stuff. Um, I have a couple pairs of them. They have readers. They have prescription sunglasses, uh, non prescription sunglasses, regular glasses. And some new kind of new technology called Screen Ease, Screen E A S E. Is that for people that are in front of a computer all day? Yeah, exactly. Or people that stare at their phone all day, which is everyone. And it, that combines uh, blue blocking technology with uh, a very slight reading ad, and it helps reduce digital eye strain. And uh, it's great if you spend a lot of time at a computer. They really do. I use them, so they're great. So you use our promo code, you can get complete prescription glasses for fifty four dollars, no shipping costs. Uh, it takes about, you know, a week to get them. Huh. They're great. Great. So that's, uh, let me give the web address again. It's HTTP colon <laughs> forward slash forward slash WW, three of them, is that right? W dot Iways, E-Y-E-W-A-Y-S dot com. Iways dot com. Check it out. All right. Thanks for helping out our show. Yes. Thanks, Iways. We appreciate it. All right. Now, um, what's next? It's your next. Oh, I'm next. Yes. Okay, so I've got two options here. Okay. I've got something that I really enjoyed and laughed a lot, and I really want to share with everybody because it was uh, really funny. Then I've got something very, very dark and depressing that made me worry about the world we live in. Oh, dark and depressing. Go with the second one? You go with dark and depressing. Okay. I mean, that's where I am right now. Let's okay. do it. Okay. You ready? Yep. This is a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's mm -hmm. an original Netflix, original documentary. It's called Roll Red Roll. Roll Red Roll. Yep. 
It is about an incident in 2012 where some high school football players at Steubenville High School allegedly, uh, well, not allegedly, it was pretty well documented, did some stuff with the passed out girl, Ugh. took pictures, Ugh. took video, passed it around the internet. It was on Twitter. It was everywhere. The girl's, you know, unconscious and they're doing, uh, you know, sex things. It reminded me of that show that you like called Euphoria, but it was like... <laughs> yeah, the show that I love. Can't get enough of Euphoria. That, so you're telling me... That like, that really happened in real life. Well, oh, God. Yeah, it was it was gross. And it's, uh, you know, it's 17, 18... You know, I think they were mostly uh, 16, 17-year-old uh, kids, and they're getting drunk, and they think, they think it's hilarious, you know? Remember when, like, the worst thing you did when you got drunk in high school was just draw dicks on someone's face? I didn't get drunk in high school, but I did draw dicks on people's faces. <laughs> I mean, like, I heard the worst thing ever was a buddy of mine pulled out his, his penis and, like, you know, took a picture and put it in his friend's face, you know. And this yeah. is when you had to go to a photo mat, you know, and get it developed mm-hmm. or whatever. And those pictures never came out. They never they yeah. never printed them. That's about as Where do far, they go, you think? I don't know. They go to some <laughs> real creepy place where there's there's some mosaic somewhere of just dick pics from back in the 80s and yeah. 90s. Undeveloped. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, they were developed. They're somewhere. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, now it's like, oh, let's take pictures of us, you know, sexually assaulting someone. What? What? Yeah, it's pretty gross. The thing is, these guys were drunk and they thought it was funny. It wasn't really like a violent act. It was just something that obviously is not funny, but... A bunch of high school dudes drunk egging each other on to do what they thought was a joke mm-hmm. that was that was turned out to be very ugly when they sobered up the next day. That's not all the documentary's about. It's about the investigation, the fact that uh, the coaches, the school administration. Now this is a, a, a high school football team that's won state championships and stuff. Oh, right. So there's so, that. Uh-huh, it's a small town, yeah. Steubenville. Where is that? What's it's state? in Ohio? Thank you. It's where uh, Dean Martin is from. Oh. Yeah, that's not even in my notes here. That's just something you know. Yeah. Dean Martin is from Steubenville, Ohio. Yeah, well, they show a, a picture or a video in the dock of like a statue devoted to him or something. I'm sure he moved out of there when he was four or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. He moved out of Steubenville when he was 17. Anyway, so this blogger, what happened is the investigation sort of happened and nobody got charged and it just kind of blew over. Then this true crime blogger named... Alexandra Goddard. Goddard? Yeah. She started digging through these kids' Twitters and uh, Facebooks and MySpaces and whatever. And she's the one who started finding the tweets and the videos and the pictures and all this. Uh, So she started to make a big deal of it. And the media outside of Steubenville started to pick up on it. Then, now I almost never agree with the uh, internet terrorist group Anonymous but they picked up on it. They put the video on Steubenville High School's home website page. Whoa. So everybody saw this video. And, of course, stuff went really bad from there. Two of the kids ended up going to jail. Uh, then there was a separate case later on against some of the adults who had to have known. That Did this, this go was to trial? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's really interesting. The doc sort of takes the side of the boys, which surprised me. Because the whole town was pulling for them. Like, uh, oh, they didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. They never named the girl in the documentary. They call her Jane Doe the whole time. It's very easy to Google and find out a little more about it. But 
for all of the docs that I've seen about true crime, this one takes a really strange position or point of view. It's definitely worth watching. It's 80 minutes. It was 80 it, minutes. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, I like a documentary that's just about an hour and a half. I know I'm always obsessed with time and how long things are, but that, you know, that's how I feel. It's like, you can tell me this thing is two and a half hours. I'm like, forget it. You tell me 80 minutes. I'm like, okay. It's the perfect amount of time to uh, tell this story. You know, making a murderer was what, like 10, one hour episodes. I don't, uh, the last thing I want to hear is how I got to watch making a murderer. Yeah. I'm not a true crime guy, but we have enough friends. I think of a couple that we have in common that are like, oh my God, making a, making of a murderer, making a murder. Oh my God. And I'm just like, and I, I, I watched 10 minutes and I was like, I'm out. I don't care. Well, then, then you might not like this because it's the same. I mean, making a murderer is, I think eight, at least, at least eight hours this yeah, but you said minutes. this is 80 minutes. Yeah. I don't want to do eight hours on this stuff. Okay, well, other than that, it's... You pretty... know one of our friends sent that guy a Christmas card? I'll bet I know who I it bet, was. Yeah, I know you know who it is. <laughs> and I was like, you did what? Oh, yeah, I sent him a Christmas. He didn't write back. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Now I definitely know who it is. Right? impression. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> if you have any interest at all in true crime or in well-done documentaries... Uh, this is definitely a binge. What's the name again? It's called Roll Red Roll, and it's about the Steubenville High School rape case from 2012. And it's uh, it's compelling, man. It's interesting. Right on. All right, okay. what, do you, what do you got? I have a Netflix series that was recommended to me by listener Steve. When are we getting our check from Netflix for all the promotion we do? I know. This is, I'm like, he's like, oh, man, you got to check this out. And I'm like, great, more Netflix. I did Mindhunter season two, which was, I said, a binge. That's Netflix. Yeah. You did Fleabag, which, which is you, Amazon Prime. Right. And you said Purge. So I that's did. point for Netflix. Yep. I did Roll Red Roll and said binge. Right. Well, guess what? This is going to be a point against Netflix. Okay. Thank God. What do you got? I got Black Summer, one season only. Eight episodes. There are anywhere from about 25 minutes to 40 minutes. It's a zombie apocalypse movie. Mm -hmm. Now, is this that Marlon Wayans movie? No. Okay. <laughs> Which you wanted me to watch. But no, I watched this instead. Maybe I, I should have watched the Marlon Wayans thing. But no, I was like, okay, I'm taking advice from a listener. And he goes, you got to watch this. Now, here's the problem. I don't like zombie movies. I don't like zombie shows. I don't even watch The Walking Dead. I'm not digging on The Walking Dead. I'm just saying it's not for me. Okay? okay fair enough. All right? So I was going in open-minded, trying to be, even though I'm not a zombie thing. My friend said, yeah, it's good. It, the first episode starts out, and the way it plays with perspectives of characters, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then by the third or fourth episode, it's just going into the same tropes of every zombie movie, every zombie show you've ever seen. Uh, it's like, oh, we're stuck in this place. We got to go out. How are we going to get past the zombies? We need to get weapons. Oh, don't get bit. I got bit. What are we? Eh. I get it. You've seen it all before. There's nothing new here. Now, there is one chase with one character that's trying to get away from a zombie that's a really prolonged thing. It's almost like a full episode. And that's kind of cool. That sounds cool. Because it's like, you really feel like you're trying to get away from a zombie with this guy. You, you feel like you're on the journey. You know, because he, once he thinks he's away, and it's like, there he is again. And it's really, it's quite interesting. So I give it props for that. But it, it's not enough. It's just not enough, and there, there's no real payoff. It does have one oh shit moment, which is, for me, an, okay, an oh shit moment happens in movies when you're just sitting there, and something happens, and you are forced 
to yell out, doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in a movie theater or at home, you yell out, oh, shit. Yeah, I, okay, that's good. Right, that's a good thing, but it's not enough. So there is an oh, shit moment, right? You're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Now, I'm sorry, before I go any further, uh, the only recognizable face in this was Jamie King. She's in, you know who Jamie King is? Uh, keep going. She was in lots of things. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. saw a picture of her, you'd go, oh, yeah, her. You know who I saw? T- <laughs> time out. You know who I saw today at uh, Sharky's Woodfire Grill? Mm. Uh, Steven Tobolowski. Oh, wait, were, you, were you at Coldwater? Yeah. He lives down the street from me. He's lived on Coldwater for at least 25 years. Yeah, he's quite the guy, man. I really like him. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he lives right uh, just north of Moore Park. Okay. My buddy uh, used to have an apartment across the street from his house. So we knew where he lived because we'd come out of his apartment and there'd be Ned Ryerson. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what everyone knows him as. But you know, you look right. at his IMDb, he's been in like 40,000 Oh my different... God, that guy is prolific, man. Yeah. He's in everything. He I works need that every guy. Day. Get him. Get me Steven... Tobolowski. Yes. Yeah. It seemed like a nice... I didn't talk to him, but... Oh, he's I... a good guy. Yeah. Totally cool dude. Anyway, Jamie King, she was in... Uh... She's the female Steven Tobolowski. Yes. You, you would, like I said, you would see her. She was in Pearl Harbor. She had a small part in that. She got killed. She was like Jennifer Garner's Spoiler blonde friend. Alert. Yeah, right. Look at, not enough here to say, oh, we gotta, we gotta watch this. I mean, it just doesn't do anything new with the genre. Stephen King thinks it was great. Well, congratulations, Stephen uh. King. I thought it was uh, a drag. I had my other friend. I said, hey, I'm going to watch this. He watched it with me in conjunction. So we text each other, like, how far along are you? And we were like texting back and forth, like, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is good. And then by the end, we're like, bail. Just doesn't, no. is, not, is not enough there. It's apparently a prequel to a show on the sci-fi channel called Z Nation. So it's somehow related to a sci-fi show. Is it but based it's on, on comic Netflix. books? It sounds like it's based on comic books, all of it. I, I, isn't everything? What isn't based on a comic book? This podcast is based on a comic book, right? Sure. I mean, what isn't? I don't, I've never seen Z Nation. It's in the credits. Oh, based on Z Nation. And then I looked that up, and that's like supposedly in the future, and it's kind of like a satire. This is a straightforward horror zombie drama it's just, eh. So sorry, listeners, Steve. Thanks for the recommendation, but purge. Okay, so Black Summer, and that again, that's not the Marlon Wayans thing. Don't, don't, you know, don't, she, don't. She, she was, uh, Jamie King was in... Uh, Two for the money. And she was in White Chicks. She was in White Chicks. Oh, oh there, you so there you go. So you look, wow, bringing full you full circle. circle right there. Awesome. All right, we got to be at about an hour and a half by now. Yeah, um, that's, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's talk real quick about the awards. Now, when do we need the uh, suggestions? Okay, listeners, it's time for the bingies and purgies, our awards for the year. And not for the ending of the year, but we're coinciding with the Emmys, and we figure, what the hell, let's do it now. We want your participation in this. We want you to... Text us. We can't text us. We want you to email. Don't text us, please. What's your number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, no, 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 no. The last thing I need is more text. <laughs> Tweet at us. Send us a thing on iTunes. Send us an email. You know, carrier pigeon, smoke signal, whoever you want to get to, and give us your opinion on these categories, and we'll we'll get your opinion out there. Now, if we don't get enough opinions and votes from people, we're going to be quite upset. Yeah. If you're the only one that votes, guess what? Congratulations, you won. Yeah. So let's make this a competition. Here are the categories. 
Oh, you yeah. are you going to do them? No, you do them. I have a list right in front of they're me. in front of you, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to have to think of them. You just read them. like, what's he going to say? Yeah. Okay, they're pretty obvious, and yes. there's not a lot of them. Right. Uh, so best binge, best purge, best documentary. What? That wasn't... Did we change these from last week? I added a couple, which you can ixnay them if you want. But... No, it's... Okay, but because... Because it was like, first of all, it was like biggest purge. There's still only there's still only like six. Okay, so start oh, that's fine. I just didn't know we were changing it up all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. But we can we can talk about it later. We can cross. Well, but we want to get this out there. Okay. Also, I'm gonna post this up on Twitter, the list, and I'll pin it. And we'll do it on Facebook. Yeah. We'll also put it up on Facebook, so the list will be right there, and then just let us know what you think. So once again, Joe. Okay. What do we got? Best binge, best purge, best documentary, hidden gem, best performance by an actor or actress or anybody, yep. doesn't matter. Finally, best comedy special. Oh, okay. What about worst performance? And worst performance. Yes. Oh my God. Do I have to do this? Biggest binge, biggest purge, best documentary, hidden gem, best performance, worst performance. Best comedy special. Best comedy special. That's uh, we're kind of working some of this out as we go, folks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it'll it, be different next week. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, bottom line: send us an email at binge or purge podcast at gmail Please like our Facebook page if you haven't already. We paid a, like a bunch of Russian bots to like it, but we, we yeah, want we to want interact legit. with you. Yeah, yeah, can we get some more followers on Twitter? Some I know Twitter. a lot of people are. I don't want to be on Twitter. Well, you know, I'm not so, even on Twitter. I, you're not on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Just help us out here. Yeah, Instagram. Look, you've got one of these. Everyone's yeah. got one of those things. Right. Um, so also check us out. You can leave ratings and reviews on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, uh, Apple iTunes. So uh, please, you know, help us out. We want to keep this thing going, and we want to get uh, some more sponsors. Now, we need your votes in by September 11th. Easy to remember, because you should never forget. Sorry. That's good. Yeah. That's good. No, enough <laughs> so time when, has passed right, for that to be you, hilarious. When, right? When when we get these in. What was that date again? You know the date. Votes need to be in by 9-11. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, (laughs) 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 I gotta go home let's wrap it up let's be done as always we want to thank Jess the Facts you can follow Jess the Facts on Twitter and Instagram at the Jessica Greer and that's it we're done episode 21 in the books we'll be back next week my name is Demo for Joe Taylor this has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews goodbye everybody I got